Hey, this is Matt from That Time We Woke Up at a Podcast and Had to Explain Manga, our heated adventures over analyzing manga we find interesting. This week, we've got quite the treat for you. We love getting recommendations from you guys, and we'll read basically whatever you tell us to. But in a rare set of circumstances, this was actually recommended for us not to read. And I don't know about you, but I was raised to never back down from a challenge. No one tells me what to read. (laughs) So this week, against all recommendations of our fans, we are going to be reading Shonen Shoujo, written by Nisui Isen, and artwork by Akira Akatsuki. So, without further ado, let's find out why someone didn't want us to read this. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Overmanga Cast. My name is Sam, and uh, as always, at the top of the show, we talk about our familiarity with the franchise we've read this week. But uh, as you may have heard in the intro, this is a unique one. Uh, this was a recommendation from one of our dear listeners, which was then subsequently unrecommended. But we don't quit here on the OMC, so uh, yeah. <laughs> you can't tell us what to do. You can't stifle our individuality. <laughs> Don't you dare try and warn us. <laughs> As two No Read Novembers should have shown you at this point, we don't listen to warnings on this show. <laughs> they can't stop us because we can't read. Nothing's stopping us from watching the third Full Metal Alchemist movie this year. We've oh, not God. liked either of the other two, but I guess <laughs> this one might be different. <laughs> uh, but that is months from now. Right now, we are uh, in this thing. That is indeed what it, this is. It's a manga. I, <laughs> that's I'm not, not 100% sure. <laughs> given, given the fact that I think every image and every word anywhere in this manga was a lie of some kind, I don't know what reality is anymore. <laughs> we have trust issues now. Well, we start off uh, in this manga as we start off in a lot of manga, actually. Uh, disaffected boy in school being Being bullied being all disaffected and uh antisocial and i i do find this very funny uh we uh first interact with him well uh we we open up on him stabbing a a girl to death with a pair of scissors as one does yes completely drenched in blood it's a very visceral image it's playing up horror imagery which i don't know what genre this is but it's it's playing up like it's going to be a horror manga, mm-hmm. which it does. It kind of is a little bit. It's a horror manga in the way that like psychological horror is meant to be kind of confusing in the confusion and unsettling uh, of your like mental state is supposed to put you on edge. Well, I'll tell you what right now. I was very confused and unsettled by everything that happened in this manga. So, mission accomplished. But yes, we start with our main character, Boy, uh, who is uh, having a Tyler Durden Jr. (laughs) rant about uh, the lack of individuality in his brain. It is is 10,000% that. I I almost wish you didn't point it out because I had blissfully uh, glossed over that idea. <laughs> Look, can I just point out that a manga that completely blacks out all the other non-main characters' faces and doesn't tell me any names is like my perfect manga? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is certainly very easy to 
keep track of characters because the cast is shockingly small and only two of them have faces. Yes. Well, at first, but we'll yeah. get to that. But uh, this boy, who even before we learn he's got a fatal disease, looks very sickly. So I don't know why they put him at the bottom of the human pyramid. Well, you see, he's just very tired. You know, he works very hard. He doesn't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to think he does, though. Yeah. He's but a it... bunch of uninteresting people. Such stress. Such stress. As an active, minor, petty, I guess, rebellion against the these conformists. Against society. These conformists with their lack of individuality. He intentionally causes the pyramid to collapse. Uh, what? <laughs> no, he just buckles because he's sick, dude. Yeah, he literally oh. just like buckles because he's sick and then vomits. The smile and... on his face implies otherwise. Yeah, I thought the smile on his face implied that he did it on purpose because he's a little brat. And then he proceeds to say he threw a rocket at society. He's so edgy. But he's got the sweat drop. That means he's nervous. Did you not pay attention to the emotion tracking pages that they do multiple times? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that hadn't come up yet. <laughs> Literally, point. we need like a key to understand his emotion. <laughs> we get the we live in a society moment. And at this point, you might be forgiven for thinking that there's some stylistic thing going on here where all of the characters' faces are scribbled over. Most of what they're saying is scribbled out as if someone took a black marker to it. And we're allowed to exist in that uh, <laughs> in that illusion right up until man's vomits out like several gallons of ink, like an insane amount of ink. Like this is like he his body should not have been able to contain that much liquid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's very unsettling. But it's at this point that we learn that uh, he has fallen ill with a very strange and serious disease. The most prominent symptom being his brain blurs out any identifying information about anyone or anything that he perceives. Any is... individually identifying information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, about and specifically people. If it is well, a proper, uh, it happens to uh, objects too, though. Well, yeah, it happens it, yeah, to he, like books it, it and happens to buildings but... too. But like, I, like that's that tends uh, to be connected to things that are attached to people. Like, for example, not all the titles of books will get blurred out, but the authors will I, always. I think get it's like out. if it if it's some form of individuality, like if yeah. um, like he would be able to see a McDonald's, but he wouldn't be able to see like Joe's diner or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that black blurring effect on the faces and the words in the text bubbles is diegetic. That is what he is experiencing. And we will be in his perspective for almost the entire manga. And for most of the rest of that remaining uh, time, we will be in the perspective of someone else who's the same way. Mm -hmm. And he's like, man, so I'm going to live the rest of my life like this. It's going to be pretty hard to live as an adult. Well, you were right about the first part. <laughs> I love I love this doctor. He's just like, whoa, don't get ahead of yourself there. You're not going to become an adult. I don't know if I prefer this delivery. I'm just like top tier bedside banner. <laughs> About that, yeah. Don't worry about it. What a terrible fate to be an adult who can't recognize any ch any individual characteristics of the people around me. Oh, well, kid, do I have a relief for you? 
Every child that has had this disease has died by the age of 12. Man, he does say that, doesn't he? Yes. He does. Which is weird, because why would he say every child? Because this doesn't become highlighted until later, but it's like... I don't, I don't know. I, I, have a, I have a thing when we get to the end that I want to address that I'm going to need uh, help from the other members of the podcast <laughs> to parse out. Help from the studio audience. (laughs) (laughs) Help from can anybody at this point? This thing is nuts. Um, I'm going to be hesitant to believe any of the like sentences in the first half, because, man, does it feel like sometimes the translation was run through Google? Yeah, (laughs) I'm glad whoever switched it up around like chapter six did so. But like, oh, God, some lines did not make sense. And I'm not blaming the manga for that. It's really rough. Yeah, there were some overt typos. Though I will say, this manga is is very particular. And uh, boy, I wonder how much uh, the fact that I am an English speaker and do not, like, I can't read Japanese, I don't know any Japanese. I wonder how much context can be preserved through a translation. Because mm-hmm. if this if this manga is not a gigantic post, which it might be, but if it is not a gigantic post, then the 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 very precise wording of everything matters a lot. Yeah, that I feel like this manga plays almost entirely off of Japanese homonyms. Oh, yeah. So it's a little it's a little rough <laughs> for the English reader. But um, to get back into the story, a boy is not at all displeased by this diagnosis, as is shown by a glorious two-page spread, a zoom-in on his face twisted up into a manic, triumphant grin as he's pouring, I think, sweat and tears and also drooling. Basically, every liquid that could come out of his face is... And he's just going, yes, I'm a tragic protagonist. This is such pure individuality. I dig it. (laughs) Yes, unfortunately, I do know several people in in my friend group who would actually be leading to this realization. Some people need help. My perfect uniqueness. Doctor, I just have one question for you. When I die, can you name this disease after me? And I love how we don't get the doctor's response now, but when we get the flashback, it's just like, yeah, of course. Unless you were the first, only if you're the first to die of it. And I'm like, who tells that to a kid? Obviously, doctor, no bedside guy. (laughs) I almost want this guy as my doctor. (laughs) You would never, you would never wonder what the diagnosis is or wait uh, to find out. Oh, yeah, you've got super cancer. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um, live it up. Indeed. But uh, so he's he's doing (laughs) we get (laughs) uh, a series of pages where like researchers, classmates, university professors, teachers, politicians, you know, people come in to visit me. Uh, I don't know any of their faces. I didn't uh, trigger to any of their words. Entertainers, newspapers, question mark, question mark, question mark, ominous masked face, saying nothing, four blank holes staring out from underneath the cloaked hood. TV stations, funeral directors, police. Of course. Yeah. I hate this manga. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. Oh, that was funny. That was a good bit. It was funny. 
<laughs> Come on, Sam. You don't know that guy? I don't. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's right over there. He's right behind. Get the hell back here with that manga. I need to know. You can't just breeze past that. <laughs> He's right there behind you, Sam. <laughs> but uh, being looked down upon by this parade of faceless people gives him an immense sense of absolute superiority. <laughs> oh, yeah. You pity me, don't you? Yeah. Do it, loser. Oh, you I legit. Legitimately, was so lost at this point because I'm just like, what? <laughs> it hasn't even gotten weird yet. I'm just saying, like, at first it seemed like he was begging people not to pity him because they're losers. And then he's like, yes, I get a little mad. But it's like, what do you want? Do you want to be pitied? No, he, like, not want to be he likes being the center mm -hmm. of attention. Okay. Yeah, and, like... and if and if being rendered so lowly is what makes him the center of attention, then that's perfect for him. He doesn't care the kind of attention he gets. You don't understand. Tragedy is his personality. Yes, he doesn't want to be tra tragic protagonist because he's an attention whore, as we discover. Yes. Oh, he's going from everyone not really caring about him to suddenly being the center of attention. Yeah, and it's great for him. It, it uh, gives his miserable little life a uh, purpose. And there is one more uh, visitor who would like to see him. Uh, a young girl would like to meet you. And he's like, I don't mind. Let her in. And cut page. She's got a face. Uh-oh. A, a girl about his age uh, with a bright, shining face that he can perfectly make out. Can make out all right. <laughs> God damn it, both of you! <laughs> and uh, I mean, he hasn't been afflicted for his entire life, so it's not like he wouldn't be able to recognize faces too. That's a clarifying point. Yeah, he he knows what a face is. Um, yeah, he it, it's a uh, the disease developed, mm -hmm. and it's it's something that uh, he didn't like. It's not super clear when he starts to realize it's happening, but rapid onset to the point where he can see no one. I think they mentioned 10 years old at one point, so... Mm -hmm. He's he's currently 10, and that's the point where everyone has been blanked out. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the point where the symptoms have reached their height and where he uh, vomits the ink, which, yeah. it, which is censoring ink, I think, is, is, is relatively obvious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, we we see him re uh, registering her face, and then we see her registering his face. And notably, there are two people there uh, that have kind of patchwork cloth covering their faces, which is her inability to distinguish individuality. <laughs> and and she, se she seems so happy by this, so excited. Her face, uh, big, bright smile, eyes wide, you know. Uh, wow, this is amazing. Cut to him. <laughs> I love the look oh. of absolute disgust on My. his face. Like, what is this? I love all the expressions in this. They are. <laughs> They're very good. Well, there's only two faces to draw, so he can draw the expressions as much as he wants. This will become relevant later. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, turns out, um, unfortunately, she has the same disease he does, except she can only see cloth scraps covering people's faces and identifying characteristics. Um, and more importantly, um, this disease kills every child by the age of 12, and she is... 11 and some change at this point 
Uh, we learn that she is exactly one month older than him. We yeah, we learn that later. But she mm-hmm. yeah yeah, she's uh, one month older. Uh, she says, uh, "Don't worry, I'll die before you to show you there's nothing to be afraid of." <laughs> Wow, that girl is so brave. We should do a lot of research on her. <laughs> and I I love this because it, it looked it's the perfect setup for a for a tragic romance. And uh oh, yeah. and he's like, the same disease. She's gonna die before me. That's what the doctor meant by saying if I'm the first one to die from it. So if she she's gonna die before me. And she seems to be such a cool and bright and uh, lovable person. Meanwhile, I'm just this disgusting misanthrope that everyone hates. She's going to be a bright and shining star. I'll be a footnote. (laughs) I love the literal footnote. There was another child who had the disease, but he was kind of a jerk. Oh, <laughs> terrible little boy. He died, too. This won't show up on the test. I, I love the little uh, note of this won't show up on the test. Wait, oh. this this won't show up on the. Does yes, to do with the morality lessons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when we get to the end, I, I have to ask it. Thanks. So. Yeah, no, no, no. The, the, I, I am still not convinced whether or not this is a shit post or it actually means something. But there are enough things sprinkled through that if there's one linchpin piece that means what I think it means, then, well, we'll get to it because it's a long way off. Regardless, he found maybe they just have like a typical like in a gag manga where they just break like the fourth wall or something. They're just like, and this means let's digest it, glass. It's not even a gag. It's like he's in a history book (laughs) like that. (laughs) But regardless. The whole thing is she has a personality beyond having this illness and his entire personality that's getting him attention is being tragic and having this illness. So this can't stand. <laughs> we need to rectify this, this situation. Is my personality being different is my personality. Could you, could you maybe work on yourself and develop some likable skills and earn people's affection? No, <laughs> I need them to feel sorry for me. <laughs> I need to kill her before this disease does. Oh, can I say one of my favorite things about this manga is that each chapter ends with the next time on Shonen Shoujo. And it's like literally the sketch from the next (laughs) chapter. Yeah, Yeah, I like that a lot. That's a good uh, cliffhanger or hook. Well, it's a bit half the time because like, how does this happen now? Oh, a hundred percent. It's like kind of like a lot of chapters begin with a like false start of to yeah. give you that kind of vibe, which I think yeah. is very on brand for the genre. So I'm not upset with that. Like, yeah, no, no, no. It 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 it, it puts you in an immediate res like a stupid immediate res situation that's extreme, and you have to figure out how you get from point it up uh, from. Uh, point uh b the end of the last chapter to point c whatever the hell this is but uh yeah so he manages to convince himself to get transferred to her hospital and i love how they do this they just kick him out of the hospital and draw him a map as a (laughs) 11 year old boy rounding up maybe 
to walk to this hospital. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. <laughs> and like, he can't see identifying features, so I really hope that none of the street names were named after people. So uh -huh. yeah, th that hos that map had to have been drawn for him and literally just like, when you get to next intersection, turn right. Mm-hmm. It had to have... <laughs> Somehow it had to have been generic as generic as possible to the point where it broke through his individuality filter. Oh, yeah, don't. How this boy navigates does not make sense. And later on in the story, there's a big bit that I'm very confused about. We'll talk about that. But yeah. <laughs> but he walks into the hospital, I, which I do have a theory for that, but he walks up to the hospital, which it, if it looks weird from the outside, boy, howdy, wait till you see the inside, kid. Th th this hospital is evil. Also, <laughs> also might not exist in this world. So I sent a few pages to some of my friends who are probably listening to the show right now. Hi, John. Hi, Noel. And they said that this looks like a nerve facility. And we started making jokes that this is actually an Evangelion spinoff. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unit one is right down there. <laughs> it makes a bit too much sense. <laughs> uh, so I, I know Jay is the only one. So <laughs> I know um, I know Jay is the only one on this podcast who's uh, seen Penguin Drum. But this entire time I was getting like major Penguin Drum vibes through this entire reading. <laughs> mm. We might have to put a uh, Penguin Drum on the list. Is that a moment? It's an anime. I think they made a manga, but okay. Yeah, I, I think there's manga. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, the the uh this mind warping nonsense is what we're working on right now, though. And uh, yeah, no, the mm. the facility the facility seems to follow dream logic. Yeah, it it's got chaos architecture. So. <laughs> Keep that in mind for my ultimate theory, because, of course, we have to do theories at the end. There's yeah. no way to read this and not have theories. Like, <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but he walks in and a guy walks up and says, Howdy, I'm Chief. And it's nice to meet you. This place must be a bit strange to you, but I'm sure you'll get used to it. And he immediately barges past like, I need to find the girl. And he's running past, throwing over it throwing open every door, just walking by people going, no, 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 no. And then he finds her in the middle of an inspection. So, of course, Nikki. How it do? God damn it, Japan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry people can disrobe for doctor's examination. I mean, does it just make it mean that our society is better or worse? Maybe you should everything. To be fair, like, like, the boy is the only one sexualizing anything. Yeah, that is the, true. The boy, boy is the only one acting like a weirdo. <laughs> well, preteen boys normal. <laughs> preteen boys are weirdos. It's yeah, true. That's, that's not untrue. This is part of my theory of me just thinking this is just an allegory for preteens. Uh, they have uh, reunited, and I do love. I, I love the visual or the visual thing of his speech bubbles are all uh, uh rather mundane, but his actual thoughts are like being basically screamed as like background text. <laughs> 
and it's also poppy and uh, it visually pops. It's very obvious. And it's like, oh, they're doing this for a dramatic effect. And then just like a few pages later, it's like, no, his intentions are extremely obvious. Everyone can see what he's about. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the entire gimmick is like his normal dialogue is like generic like so, like soap opera drama of like we both have an incurable disease i wanted to be with you for the remainder and what makes it not that is him screaming by the way all of this is just so i can be the center of attention and i can kill you and i'm mm -hmm. like yeah good <laughs> not, not a good boy <laughs> no good <laughs> <laughs> yeah we want more murderous children in our manga <laughs> <laughs> noticing a trend here. she leads him to her room which is the most extra thing it's covered in paintings and uh like models and toys and scrap and scrap cloth things and he's she's just carving like a mural or uh she's carving a, a mandala uh mandala into the wall mm -hmm. and he's like such her best Such overwhelming individuality. I'm I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is this is also where we uh start to get her uh, talking like a death note character. <laughs> you know, the, these doctors are all being very nice to me because you know I've got this incurable disease and all that, and I'm really flattered that you came here to uh to meet me and uh you know to have some companionship but i'm i'm really not worthy of such feelings after all i'm the child of terrible criminals my father is a serial murderer and my mother is a serial arsonist so uh, really, really i'm just the progeny of monsters it, that's why my uh extremely rare condition hasn't even been reported on i would have lived a life of infamy and uh a cursed existence if even if I didn't have this and he's like, ah, I'm so jealous. She's such a main character. <laughs> Why can't I be half the main character? She is <laughs> to the point where he's like contorting and collapsing. I wish I could say that I had a cursed fate. And I would just, I mean, in, in, in this moment, I almost wonder if she's picking up on his, his contorting or if she's just supposed to be, um, attributing this to just the illness I, but i think she is because i think later on we get characters who are not fooled by his nonsense at all he is very obvious when he's overreacting like this and like, yes and like she she exudes an aura of i don't care i'm dying in a year so really it doesn't matter she's come to, she's, she's making peace with her more her mortality mm -hmm. and appears He's like, well, I, I don't care because I want to be your friend so bad. I won't leave. Yeah, that's that's definitely it. She's like, I won't let you die alone. I'm going to kill you. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're such a you're such a kind soul. Ah, uh, well, in that case, you can stay the night here in my bed with me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this plan worked too well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, he gets her hammer and chisel and goes to, like, drive it into her heart like she's a vampire. <laughs> I, I love what it sets us up. Yeah, I don't know. I love <laughs> what we get that sets us up, though, is the stupid romance manga cliche of, oh, boy and girl are sharing a bed together for platonic reasons. There's and then one bed. Yeah. And then boy looks over and sees how soft her lips are. 
And then that's where the page ends. And you're like, oh, yep, because he's thinking about kissing her. Flip the page. He is on top of her about to drive a stake through her heart. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's... I just love this manga does the setup of like, here is what the cliche is. Oh, right. We're about murder. <laughs> the only thing this manga cares about is killing. Or about murder and esoterica. But uh, he, he cannot go through with killing her because she starts having a dream where she's asking her mom and dad to please stop. And suddenly he's just like, oh, well. And I love this, too, because there's the shocked expression of him still holding the hammer and chisel. Next page, he is across the room huddled in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I'm not feeling sympathy. I'm not I'm not scared or anything. I'm just I'm just not rushing it. If I, if I kill her on the first day I'm here, they'll, they'll suspect me. I just got to got to find find my find she my chance. She killed the mood. Yeah. And then. The next day, the nurse comes in to check on him, uh, notices the boy didn't leave as he's asleep against the cabinet in the corner. And she wakes up to the nurse coming in and she's just like, oh, well, putting a blanket on him. It's like, hey, nurse, can you keep a close eye on us? I want to make sure that I don't kill this cute boy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like. Okay. Conflicted. Their goals are likely the same. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know because nothing in this manga is the truth. Not even the truth. I mean, she is, at least at this point, transparent about it. I mean, she said, hey, I want to watch it because I might actually kill him. I, I would say I trust the bits that have the cloth scraps on them because that is the manga telling you something from her perspective. Yeah, that is in her head, yes. Which is where this chapter ends yeah. is they both turn into cloth scraps of like, hey, you really need to make sure I don't kill this cute boy. Cute boy? Yes, she does. That's a win in my book. <laughs> that is an identifying characteristic. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say something. Maybe she's able to recognize people by their voices because do we ever get it explained? I know there's a blurb or something. So yeah, uh, one a character that comes up later on does mention that the boy can't tell voices apart. But he seems to indicate this means his condition is worsening. So I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we open up the the next chapter after this with four pages of the two of them doing various expressions. <laughs> Which we then find out is part of a experiment they're running on them to see if they know what facial expressions look like and mm -hmm. if they are actually able to recognize each other's faces or if they just think they can. Yeah. But more importantly, we see them leaving this test through the M.C. Escher staircase of escalators <laughs> that is the inside of this hospital. Yes, the nerve headquarters chaos architecture. This place looks like a freaking bloodborne hub area <laughs> it's like what the hell is this it looks like a great place to murder someone if you just walked up behind them and pushed them yeah. which he tries to do uh-huh he walks up behind her on the uh escalator while she's monologuing and it looks like he's going to push her and she turns around like she does that a lot yeah. it's like oh one more thing boy do you have anything planned later I, nothing what am i doing with my hands <laughs> i'm pretending to be a surgeon <laughs> Where they then want, they find out they're making their way to the playroom, mm -hmm. which we immediately get confirmed was built for her. 
But then also, I think there's only one character who says they're a patient of this hospital that aren't the two of them, and I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> well, it's also almost sure that that character is lying, but... <laughs> it is revealed that character is lying, yeah. Well, crap, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you mean well, the other well, guy who shows up? We'll get that The old get man that. who is actually... Well, we haven't introduced... We'll, we'll get that. Yes, who is like... The next frame is revealed, yes. <laughs> She's like, so yeah, I've got this rad playroom. Let's play a game of Shoji together, and we'll have a punishment game. Whoever loses needs to go buy the juice. And I just want to point out, they play Shoji so that they can show what a genius this girl is. However, mm-hmm. neither not, of them... That's not her intention. Well, it's, it's the, it's the manga's intention. Yeah, it's the manga's narrative purpose here. But... We establish that shogi pieces have individual characteristics that they can't tell the difference of. Mm-hmm. The board looks the same to them, so they are meaningfully playing checkers. <laughs> Basically, well, I think yeah. I think the idea is supposed to be that uh, even if the pieces, because she's the one who set up the board, even if the pieces aren't in the right place, uh, they uh, know where the uh, what the starting position should be. And therefore, they're basically uh, oh, there's a term for blind chess. But, you but they're say, But then they have identifying information. I, I think the idea is that they're playing blind chess to show that they're both above average intelligence. And then there's the later twist that <laughs> she's actually a giga genius. I mean, you say later twist. It's literally he well, walks. It's an to page, yeah. He goes to buy the juice, and the nurses are having exposition gossip <laughs> the, about how the, the exposition nurses. These, these nurses are unnecessarily mean. <laughs> well, well uh, he, he goes to get the juice because wow, it was such a close game. Uh, but you know what? I'll go get the juice for both of us, just because I'm that good a guy. Hey, other nurse. Isn't it great that we found out that the little girl has a friend? Because also, did you know the little girl's like a super genius? I'm so glad the boy we have now is just like a dumb normal kid so that we can be sure that this is a disease that dumb people can get as well. Yeah, the doctors were thinking that this was a disease only geniuses could get. But now we know that since there's this unremarkable basic boy uh, and he got it, that means anyone can get it. Yeah. Also, she had I like a pro- these are real people. <laughs> she all had a professional shogi player come in and people thought that he won, but people thought she just let him win because she didn't want to be seen as a genius shogi player. She wants to be an artist. So I bet if she were to play that game with anyone else, she'd let them win and make it look like it was close. <laughs> okay. Paging through the manga just now, I noticed one of them is blonde. That's Taku, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, you're right! This conversation was incited by the blonde one! Everything in this manga is a simulation. <laughs> this manga yeah. put a yeah. lot of effort into building this up. That much is clear. <laughs> this manga is really into stirring some... <laughs> 
But we get this wonderful POV can uh, shot of him returning to the playroom and she's just continuing to jab her like she constantly does. She takes the soda and gets sprayed in the face and she's like, did you shake this up at me? And <laughs> cut to him bawling his eyes out like, don't look down on me. You're the only one not allowed to look down on me. How dare you lose on purpose? Oh. You need to come at me with everything you've got. <laughs> and he immediately Cute gets his he immediately gets his ass kicked. Yeah, and I dig it. And then she's just like, okay, well, had a drink. <laughs> He's just like completely destroyed. He's like, okay, well, I need a new punishment because I'm not thirsty anymore. I know. I need a shoulder massage. And he's just like, okay. And then it's like him about to strangle her. I won't hold back. I'll put some real muscle into it. <laughs> I love her head, her head empty, no thoughts face in that panel. <laughs> <laughs> this is her this is her resting face yep except the second he touches her skin he squeezes and her shoulders are soft and bouncy because her muscles feel like rubber because she ate the gummo gummo no me no way uh, <laughs> honestly that would make more sense than anything else in this manga i'm gonna I, go with that explanation i i don't get this plot point <laughs> Apparently, because it never comes up the... again. It does. That's the problem. It gets mentioned again. <laughs> it gets mentioned, but it never like acts on the plot. One of the symptoms of this disease is that it causes your muscle fibers to unwind and then rewind wrong. Maybe I. So I was. I thought what this meant was it like when Fry got those brain parasites, like it rewires your muscles to be like elastic and super strong. So I thought the implication here was he can't like muscle her to death. He needs a smarter plan because she's stronger mm -hmm. than she looks. But that's not what it means. Like I, it doesn't come up again. So I'm very confused. It's just this disease also makes your muscles springy like rubber. Yeah. The gumma gumma no me. <laughs> It, it goes back to him giving the shoulder massage and uh, this panel f***ed me up a little bit because his face is covered over and it looks like with scribbles, but it's just a whole bunch of kanji I'm presuming for different expressions. Well, it's every emotion he's feeling right now. Yeah, because it he's experiencing so many, his face can't actually like show it. Uh, Rereading re this chapter, I think the implication is that your muscles just get rewired and that she had to relearn how to use them. Because she mentions, like, if you learn how I walk, it's because my muscles don't work the same way anymore. But also, you're only living for another year, so eh. <laughs> yeah. Is it worth it? <laughs> I, I don't quite get it. it. Whatever it is. The point being. The next time on Shonen Jojo for this, because it's her crying in bed, dying, saying, I'm not afraid of dying because I found you. And you're like, oh, sweet little romance bit. Uh-huh. And he's and he's sobbing like, no, please don't go. Except what it then reveals is at the beginning of the next chapter, him and her are talking and they're having like a cute scene together. Like they're in a rom-com and you're like, oh, that is cute. And it's like, it's almost like I just need to accept it. I'm falling for her. And then we get that panel from last thing, except it's being ripped up by his sensor ink. And he's just like, as if. <laughs> Kill, 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 kill. I reject this destiny. It's so... And he's, he's, and he's standing on pillars of sensor pens in a black sea. I, I dig it. 
it's very <laughs> it's very funny it is a great swerve yeah okay because this is where i thought she had super strength is when they come back she wakes up he wakes up from that dream walks over and just tries to like smother her by putting his like hands down and in her sleep she swats his hands away huh. but like uh, that never comes up again so i don't know i i think he just stopped choking her um <laughs> Uh, but then we then we get the uh, parade of this manga going even further off the deep end, right? Two of them right in succession. Because the the page of him, it's an overhead shot of him on the escalator going down. There's a metaphor in here somewhere, I think, if this isn't a giant post. Descending, if you would. Uh-huh. And he ends up in the library again made exclusively for her and he's like there's got to be something in here that can help me kill her in a more intelligent way uh, but who am i kidding this library was made for a little girl there's not going to be anything like a guide on how to commit murder huh uh this is probably Perfect. just like this is, i mean uh, i mean I this is probably just uh probably just some random like joke guide to and here's the flow chart to determine what kind of murderer you are and uh, yeah, if you ever want to screenshot a manga that will get you banned from Twitter. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> like this manga has been weird so far, but I was kind of going along with it for the, the first few chapters. I got to the murder flow chart and I don't know why that was what threw me off, but that threw me off. <laughs> the murder flow chart was so on brand. I I accepted it with full force. Like, I, yep, that makes sense. But it is here where we in, we are introduced to my most hated character, and by that I mean my fa and by that I mean my favorite character, Doku. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Doc? This character sure is. I I think the linchpin of the story, unless the entire thing is exposed. <laughs> they are as close as this gets to a main antagonist. Yeah. So. Uh, he's reading the book on how to commit murder, like, ah, Subarashi, this is exactly what I need. And a voice says, huh, is that really so interesting? Cut to a androgynous blonde figure with a long ponytail sitting reading a book with the fr friggin' JoJo's menacing kanji around him. <laughs> ever, ever so slightly masculine bent. Yeah. And, and just uh, sitting cross-legged like the supervillain that they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are you? How long have you been there? I don't need to act surprised or glare at me like that. It's perfectly healthy for a boy your age to be interested in a book on killing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is why I've had my thoughts about just being about teenagers. 12-year-old boys are weird. 12-year-old boys are weird. Yeah. I, I don't know if you remember being 11. I remember kids drawing a lot of guns. Yeah, yeah. When you're starting to get hit with uh, a tremendous wave of testosterone as you uh, are that first, hitting puberty. That first wave, that's just anger, and you really can't direct it before you're like, no, wait, girls are hot. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't. People are hot. <laughs> yeah, people are hot. Oh. I can only speak from my own experience, but not discrediting others. If you mm -hmm. want to think murder's hot. Wait, no, I can <laughs> judge you for that. I take that back. Oh. Yeah, you, you can judge someone for that one. But uh, the we're, doc not, we're not rewatching the live action Death Note movie. <laughs> oh, could we? 
<laughs> we could. We could. Uh, but right now, Doku is uh, holding up five fingers. How many fingers do you see? Look more closely. I thought it was, he's just like, he's like five. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be revealed that uh, the dog has like fractal fingers or something. <laughs> but no, it's just that the fingerprints are also scribbled over with the sensor ink. It's like, huh, so you really can't identify anything. Even that, huh? Very interesting. Anyway, it doesn't matter if I tell you my name, so just call me Doc. Or Doku, as the manga will uh, insist on in later chapters. You know, with the the bit of the English thrown on it, which is apparently a homonym for poison. <laughs> now, manga, I don't, I don't mean to be throw any cogs in your wheel here, but if you're allowed to make nicknames for people, isn't that an identifying character? Yeah, okay, so... I can ask a question. Does Boku mean what I think it does? What do you think it does? Know what you're thinking. <laughs> uh, what, what, do, what does Boku actually mean? Boku like, is the masculine form of high Oh my god, it's not a sh post. I think I get it. Uh. Boku Doku. Oh my god. Yes. It, oh, and also, while Doc's uh, face and fingerprints are scribbled over, literally none of their dialogue is. Because they avoid proper nouns. <laughs> mm hmm Oh my god. Uh, Doc, is the f Doc is the final enemy. <laughs> the being known as I. Are you okay? Jesus okay? Christ, I, I didn't know we were reading Kill Six Billion Demons! <laughs> Are you okay? uh, this is <laughs> I'm not! This is as esoteric as Kill Six Billion Demons, but uh, we'll, we'll get more into that later. Because uh, right oh, now... Uh, right shattered my perception with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it gets worse. Doc's amazing, because I always <laughs> wish I could just talk to my cancer patient children and be like, man, yeah, having to know you've got a year to live's got to suck. I could not deal with dreading that every day. I'd rather have it just over with. So here's some poison. That's a painless death. I'm going to just write a prescription for you. Go ahead and take that if you're feeling bad or do whatever. I don't care. <laughs> but don't tell anybody. Here's a vial of cyanide. Have a good day. Later. This is mad as a doctor. Uh, and and Doc's just like, later. Have a good day. If living ever gets too difficult, just use that. Hey, then, wait a minute. And then in my favorite example of Batman disappearing into a crowd, he runs into the crowd to look around to find them and then realizes, oh, shit, I can't identify people from different people. I, he could literally be this guy right next to me. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Again, to the fact that he used to be able to see people. It's still instinctual. Yeah, when he was nine. I, yeah, I, um, I did have a moment of, like, staring at that panel for too long trying to find the ponytail, but <laughs> I, I then also realized it was fruitless. Oh. Uh, not me. <laughs> but he uh he ascends up the elevator like yes this is perfect and now i have this poison i just need to make her drink it and my plan will be complete hey girl i went and got us <laughs> i went and got us some drinks here uh please uh stop working on your weird mandala and drink this oh thank you very much boy let me just take a sip of that <laughs> Uh, chapter cliffhanger.
I love this so much because it's like, bye bye, little girl. It's been fun. Oh, yeah. I never did ask your name. And funnily enough, that never comes up again, kind of. Yeah. Never do find out her name. You do. Until, Until well, the very I mean, end. Like from, from, yes. He never finds out the name, but we'll get to that. And the yeah. way that this is kind of set up, it kind of makes it, 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 the way it is set up makes it seem like him asking her name is like, just like, the coffee apps, like, wait a second. Well, he's thinking that. No, she just doesn't. A second. No, she just only likes sweet things. The the coolest shop effect is there. It's juxtaposing his inner dialogue, and it's like I never did ask your name, and that's when she spits it up. But uh, she... I love I love the cover for this chapter. It's him standing on a skull in the ground, watching her drink. There's no human that doesn't die from poison. And I, at this point, I knew enough about this manga. I'm like, every single chapter stops starts with a false positive. So obviously... Uh -huh. And indeed, she spits up the drink and splatters it all over his face. And she's like, you got me black coffee? Come on. I told you I only drink sweet things. What did you 11 year old girl doesn't like black coffee. Come on. Did, did she say that? Did she say that? And I subconsciously chose the most bitter thing so she'd spit it. Whoa. Whoa. Am I? What? Have I been trying to keep her alive? Have I been betrayed by my own hands? <laughs> oh no, she's offering to dry my hair? Well, I guess I am covered in poison. It'd be only. Wait, no, this is a romantic gesture! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, she doesn't normally drink bitter stuff, and that induces some vomiting. And then. In a thing the manga never explains. She vomits reams of cloth and buttons. And like, it's because he vomited black ink. And like, that was mm -hmm. like, okay, his blood was black. That makes sense. She vomits multicolor reams of cloth and buttons. Which I just thought was adorable. <laughs> with, with various intricate patterns. I thought they and, were And those censoring are real it. too. Yeah, I thought they were censoring yes, it. And yes. I was just like, this is a really cool design choice. This looks amazing. Yeah. It still looks amazing, but it's real. Uh -huh. <laughs> Why his gift to her is even more disgusting and interesting. The, the way that it is revealed to be real later is he makes an art and craft out of it. <laughs> Yeah. Here, you vomited this up. I made a. I made an art. <laughs> Have uh -huh. this would make you happy. What? <laughs> and then we cut from that with her collapsing after puking up an entire. Uh... We 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 then cut <laughs> to somehow. We cut yeah. to somehow security footage of every philosophy class I've been in. <laughs> okay, class, we're gonna talk about the death penalty. Maybe we shouldn't. No, I think it's always good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, had, yeah. I had drama flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, she pukes up an entire Joanne Fabrics, and then we... <laughs> we, cut this... to, we cut to the uh, upside-down manga. The upside-down classroom. 
I, I would say as far as the dream nonsense goes, the fact that the morality class is taking place upside down in the manga about murdering someone is a pretty unclear yeah. metaphor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that one that one's fine. It was just a little annoying for the teacher, the sensei, who looks like a gym teacher rather than a philosophy teacher, but judging by the outfit, but whatever, uh, to be like, all right, class, here's today's topic. And I had to f tilt my head. <laughs> Why is it wrong to kill people? Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's against the law. Well, law isn't morality, so. <laughs> <laughs> because people because people only have one life and it's wrong to take it. Oh, but what if it made someone happy? Does it count if it's in war? It, it, it's because of the death penalty, right? What about killing uh, for mercy or dealing a dignified death? Sensei, sensei, sensei. Okay. Hey, ever hey emo kid, what do you think? I think it's kind of messed up that you asked such a leading question to children. <gasps> <laughs> and uh, so instead, I would rephrase the question to, is it okay to kill someone? If someone said yes, would you kill someone? Could you kill them, even though you couldn't kill one sick little girl? And he bolts upright in, from, uh, from sleeping. And I'm like, Maga, please. <laughs> also, also, my boy is reading his How to Murder People book while waiting outside the operating room. Yes, because this kid isn't subtle. <laughs> no, and he can't. Here's the thing that if this was like trying to be a genuine murder mystery, which it's not, and that's obvious. Mm -hmm. Like the one thing I would have expected would him have to like deal with the fact he can't tell people apart. So he can't trust anybody in any situation so he should be incredibly secretive about his plans but he's just like here's how my how to commit murder book it's a pop-up and uh he wakes up from where he had uh dozed off next to the uh intensive care room like oh, yeah, i fell asleep oh there's a nurse walking by oh hey there little boy you should probably go back to your room i know you're worried but uh, just sitting here worrying yourself to death won't do anything she'll be fine Oh, right. You're not recognizing me. I'm the head nurse, the beautiful San. Eh, sure, so send her to call yourself beautiful when I can't even hear your name. Anyway, what happened to her? Is she going to be OK? Oh, yeah, she should be fine. She's done this vomiting thing a lot, though. It was a lot for her to puke up this time. I'm sure she'll be fine when she's uh, gone through the emergency surgery. <laughs> and we got to this space ship deck. It's it's like an operating theater that then also needed like the background from Tron for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. But anyway, if there's any problems, uh, don't hesitate to ask. We're here to help you. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, I should be on my way. Wait, hold on. When do you think she's going to die? What a weird question. It's the this disease kills people. Uh. When she turns 12. <laughs> when she turns 12, yep. So obviously, I would assume it'd be March 14th. That's her birthday and likely death day. Uh-huh. Direct quote. So March 14th, just a little more than a month left. But before that day, I need to I need to kill her. Also, anyway, they, they show her on the operating table, like in the background of that quote. I have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> We get doing science. We get told at the very end of the manga what was happening here. And looking at this now, I don't believe it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh she is strapped to every diagnostic tool you can think of all at the same time.
They're doing science. There is so much science happening in this image. But uh, anyway, it turns out he's going to go back to his room and sleep. And then the second he is out of eyesight, the nurse rips off her disguise to reveal that it was me, Doc, the entire time. <laughs> and by the way, do you recognize the nurse that uh, Doku was disguised as? Yep, that was exposition nurse blonde. Oh my god. Ah, to think that changing clothes was enough to trick him. It appears the symptoms are progressing quite a bit. He can't tell anybody apart and now can't even tell apart men and women. I didn't try to do anything to my voice, but I guess even voices that aren't scribbled out still are processed quite a bit. Oh, so I guess I was wrong earlier. There is one moment where uh, Doc's language is, uh, pro is scribbled out, but that is specifically saying a proper noun. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he calls someone on his cell phone and is like, hey, it's Doku. Yeah, Sensei, it failed spectacularly. I suppose it was a careless mistake. It was his first time trying to kill someone. But yeah, it would be ideal if we can make him kill her. Anyway, later, Sensei. Wait a second. <laughs> Remember this phone call. I've got problems now that we're revisiting this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that is one of the things that actually uh, is uh, part of my theory. And boys boys around the corner listening to this yeah he we cut to and you're like oh man why was he being censored if no one's watching him it's because the boy was watching him he was around the corner because he looked at the shoes and was like those aren't nurse shoes you nerd <laughs> <laughs> those look like crocs with sandals the shoes of doctors obviously obviously doc's got some weird future suit shoes on i don't actually know what i'm looking at here me neither. God, I fucking hate Doc by, so much, by which I mean I love Doc so much. <laughs> I love uh, how the next time chapter is um, them dancing at like a ballroom sketch. And I only like this so much because there's a little end of uh, volume thing where they do an interview with uh, the artist and he's just like, yeah, I get um, these uh, storyboards from the author. And this one just kind of said, I don't know, they're dancing or something. So I went with it. And I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then uh, then we get the surprise party chapter. Yeah, I really like the way this chapter opens. It's her going back to work on the mandala. And uh, she's like, I can't reach high enough. Well, th there's no dialogue, but it's inferred that she's like, I can't reach high enough. Give me a piggyback ride. <laughs> and there is this. There's a panel of him giving her a piggyback ride and she's holding the hammer and chisel. And I'm like, she's going to drive that into the back of his head, isn't she? She did no such thing. But damn, I really thought she was gonna. She had a grin on her face like she would. Nah, she just, she just fall and be Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I can splatter your brains out. The the plan, the best way of killing a uh, little girl that little boy can come up with. These are these are these characters names, by the way. I, I want to mm. stress that. Um. Uh, Yes. I should have a surprise literal star in the dialogue party. <laughs> and I love how he goes like a surprise party is what those popular kids at my school would always have for their stupid accomplishments. I wouldn't know what happens at one because I was never invited. <laughs> And he has he has the light Yagami all according to Keikaku face while this is happening. And I I was expecting the episode of SpongeBob where they throw a Texas party for Sandy because she 
It's homesick. <laughs> That's not what we got, and I'm mildly upset by that. <laughs> that would have been spectacular. <laughs> but but we do have him uh, scheduling out how he's going to uh, prepare for this. He's got a week to do so. Uh, so he's going to go shopping for supplies. He's going to clean up the room, decorate the room, uh, research what present to get. Because, again, he doesn't know how to get people presents. Then actually get the present, uh, rain date, and then surprise. Also, the nonsense fever dream that is this hi- uh, hospital has it's got a mall. It is a mall. Its gift shop is a mall with a full music store. Mm-hmm. Insane. Which he goes which he goes to for party favors. A I thing mean, I would not normally buy at a music store. <laughs> I mean, this is supposed to be just your run-of-the-mill, like, hospital, like, store, uh, right? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I think it's supposed to just be a commissary, yeah, but uh, there's, there's, like, a, there's a guitar center, there's, uh, there's a spirit Halloween... <laughs> Yes, there is a decoration part of the hospital store that year-round must have every holiday decorations out. A Christmas tree. Yeah, because we see Christmas tree and and jack-o'-lantern. Like, what? Who knows? I I have, again, I have a theory at the end. Yeah, but um, anyway. Yes, my theory as well. The, the fever dream of this, he finally decorates the room in like a very elaborate way too romantic <laughs> surprise party mm-hmm. uh boy i don't uh listeners out there i don't need to tell this um if you're not dating a girl rose petals spelling out your name on her bed step too far uh-huh. <laughs> of course you'll be like actually... literally i'm about to die this guy is going to kill me of course uh they don't actually know each other's names so i can only presume that those kanji uh stand for boy and girl respectively <laughs> No, it's Genki. Feel better soon. Uh, that makes more sense. It's still way too much. <laughs> it's still weird. It's still weird. <laughs> he got it. It's it's like it's really impressive. It's uh. Well, he's trying to cheer her up. So what do you put Genki's like? Get better. Be. Yeah. Are you feeling good? I, Yay! You're I always love. happy. I love that he goes through all this effort, sets all this up, and then realizes this room's stupid, and then has the self-realization to go, oh, wait, no, she's an artist, and I just covered up all of her art with generic <laughs> nonsense. Uh-huh. Yes. It's all just marketing. It's a sham. <laughs> it lacks individuality. Hint, this hint. All, all, all the, <laughs> the only thing I got from this it's probably just because of the timing but i'm just like those who specifically who refuse to celebrate mother's day or valentine's day or whatever because of the conspiracy that it is well not conspiracy it is marketing well it's, it's yeah it's just commercial party nonsense that he's just like well yeah we're having a get well party when she's going to die in two weeks like eh. so uh he switches to uh i need to find the perfect gift and then we get a montage that I found so funny, but also has strong implications of maybe some personal biases of the author. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, I don't know how to get a gift for a, for a little girl. I, I mean, there's a lot of women here. I could probably go ask them. And <laughs> this is hilarious. 
It's <laughs> money. Girls no, love it, money. <laughs> the the bit is like. I mean, you could probably get her like some clothes or maybe a new bag or you could take her someplace nice. And every single panel is suggestion and some money and some money and some money. Until love. eventually it just becomes. Yeah, yeah. It becomes love and some money, money, money and some money, 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 some more money. Stop I, I mean, also, the other joke is as they get older, they want more and more money. <laughs> I didn't notice that. It's all, yes. it's all the women over 30 who only say money. Uh, Definitely love, but also mostly money. That is something that... Uh... Those two pages are an entire manifesto. <laughs> yes. Uh, if, my, if my theory is correct, that might be less of a commentary on the author than it seems, but that relies on my read well, being right, yeah, which we'll, we'll I could that. be wrong. Oh, so anyway, he's sitting down, an old man who comes and goes, by the way, old man, I, I'm a patient, and I, I want you to know, here's some man advice. Never ask women what they want as gifts. They tell you terrible answers. <laughs> and I'm like, old man, you're here spitting facts. <laughs> just, just like, you never ask a woman advice on how to pick up women, because they also give terrible advice. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> Look, kid, you're going about this all wrong. A present isn't meant to be a surprise. It's meant to make them happy. So what do you think would make her happy? And he gets an idea and he rushes off. And the doctor's like, ah, didn't say hello or goodbye. What a rude little kid. Anyway, it was me, Doc! <laughs> it was me all along! <laughs> I am zero years old and have zero years experience because that's been censored. <laughs> I, Doku, am rooting for you. Why was that censored? Obviously just for the gag, but still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Why was the women's age and levels of experience not censored? <laughs> because the joke's not Because funny, the joke, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's... I guess it's it's also not identifiable, really. It's not. It's yeah. just a number. Numerals probably. A age is just a number. Anyway, we we get a great we get a great page of little girl walking back to the to the room with like an entourage an entourage behind her. Yes, yeah. with the with her her little shawl as the cape. Yeah. Have we mentioned that she wears um, slippers and a quilted shawl made out of teddy bears? Mm-hmm. Pretty badass. Because she's a caricature. <laughs> very, Clasped. very cute. Clasped with a little panda bear clasp. Yes. It's the only way, Sam. The only way. Also, apparently the people behind her are talking completely in proper nouns. Because it's all being censored out by the uh by the cloth. And she's like, Oh yeah, nurse, uh, what has my cute little boy been doing? Oh, yeah, he's throwing you a surprise party. Should you really have told me that? I hate this nurse. This this nurse gives really good <laughs> advice though, because if she knows her and she's just like, so I'm gonna tell you he's throwing a surprise party because you have a resting face and there is no bigger like blow to an ego than planning something and your reaction not being like happy. <laughs> I'm not telling you to be happy. I'm just telling you there's a surprise party so you can give so you the can reaction take it in advance. You can oh. give the reaction you want to portray, not necessarily what's genuine. 
which fair. And she opens the door to an explosion, which I thought was a gun for a second, but no, it was a party popper. Man, yeah, if that had the... been a gun, I would have <laughs> this manga top one. Top one if he just shot the girl. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! Like, <laughs> <"Prize, laughs> black, black. <laughs> but but uh, he, the room has been reverted to the way it once was, and he's like, oh, "Welcome back." I, oh. I was lonely by myself, so let's continue to live our remaining short lives together. And here, I made you this little ribbon thing out of the cloth and buttons you threw up. Oh, at which, at which point I went, at which point I went, wait, that wasn't a bit? That wasn't an effect? That was literal? That was just real. That was just real and very literal. Yes. It was oh, at this man. point that the way it was set up and because we were going off of tropes, I literally was expecting him to like do some kind of cute proposal move or something. That's kind of what he's doing. Yes. Um, I also am noticing this on the reread. Um, she does not say anything past that. <laughs> she has got uh, ellipses speech bubbles, which is fun. Look at that. Uh, she, does, she does tell the crowd of doctors to go away so they can be alone, which is cute. Yeah. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, <laughs> because this manga is this manga, he crosses off the day for the, this is the surprise party day, and then flips the calendar to the next day, where it is two weeks of murder planned out. <laughs> <laughs> stab push off ledge beat with blunt instrument cut to pieces strangle drown bury alive electrocute infection beat with hands oh but uh anyway since uh we've just gone through the roller coaster that was the surprise party and he has two weeks to kill her before she dies of natural causes i think we're gonna take a little bit of a break <laughs> that yeah. seems like a good idea Especially because the sketch at the end there is just her covered in so much blood. <laughs> yep, and the sketches are always accurate. <laughs> They're always prophetic. Yeah, we'll be right back after this, folks. And welcome back to the show, folks, where last we left our characters. A little girl had just come back from her stay in the ICU after throwing up uh, an entire <laughs> AC more. And we open the next chapter with her blindfolded and stabbed with numerous pens. Just gorgeous. And scalpels. This is what and we scalpels. wanted, people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But A course, child dies on every page. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, but of course, since this is shown in Shoujo, she's not actually dead. This was just an art piece. Of course, uh, a morbid art. She's creepy. I love this girl. She we start getting supervillain uh, vibes from the girl. This is the part where she basically just turns into a Death Note character for the rest <laughs> of the manga. Yeah, one of those detectives from after L died. <laughs> <laughs> Her whole thing is she's like, oh, man, I want a good picture of me as a dead body because people who die actually leave such weird looking corpses. I want something artistic. <laughs> of course. Of course you would think about this. And I'm like, thank you, Jin League of Legends. This is exactly what we needed. 
Meanwhile, boy's just like, oh, she wants an artsy death. I'll give it to her if I'll just stab her with these pens. And then this is as Death Note protagonist as she gets because she says like, hey, hold me this pen. You know what happens if you actually stab a human body with a pen? It doesn't go through. They're terrible at going through flesh. Also, knives barely go through because bones get in the way. Stabbing's a terrible way to kill people. Mm-hmm. Boys, and I know like, what, I don't believe you. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. Why don't you stab somewhere soft, like the throat or the belly? Well, that's that's all well and good, but there's a lot of blood pressure there. You're just gonna get blood everywhere. It's gonna be a real mess. Both the stabber and the stabbed become so dirty, she says, covered in fake blood with numerous things protruding from her and a big <laughs> smile on her face. Anyway, boy decides, I'm having enough of this. I'm going to the library, figure out what I can do. Meanwhile, Doc's there and just like, (laughs) hey, I see you're reading this murder book. That's a really cool murder book. But it says stabbing might get you caught. Well, you know, this is really outdated because what about in the like feudal area? You could stab someone with a spear and then you'd never get blood on you. Huh? Didn't think about that, dumb kid. And then walks (laughs) away. And then the kid in his most light Yagami goes, you fool, you think I haven't read that book cover to cover? Because there's a bit at the end that explicitly says that it doesn't matter how far away you stab, the blood will squirt out and cover you. Yes. Yep. This kid knows his, his stuff. He's read this book no less than five times. This yeah. dumb average kid. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a morbid little hormonal weirdo. Everything he didn't get on the first read, he must have gotten through the fifth read. I mean, (laughs) yeah, but we have a great page of him uh, once again, ascending the escalator, reaching the top. There's a figure there and he's like, I'll just move on to tomorrow's plan. Push her down. And it is him being pushed down the escalator. And when I turned that page, my playlist shuffled over to Cone Latitude Poderosa from Risk of Rain 2, which is the perfect song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the oh. perfect song for a boy being pushed down the, an, an absurdly big escalator. Uh, also, the person pushing him down the escalator is the little girl in a bunny mask. Yeah. Uh, there's a long sequence of him falling down the uh, st- and then you get the bunny mask. Click, click, yep. click with a camera phone. I have never laughed more than the when I turned the page from him getting pushed to the film reels detailing him hitting the stairs every way down. Every bump, every crack, every break to him smashing down at the bottom. His next 180 degrees. There's blood everywhere. And uh, then we go to the morality class. Mm hmm. Also, I I just want to point out because the listeners at home can't notice this, but uh, here in the notes, it says morality lesson death penalty. Here, Matt will state his opposition. The fact I've already done this, I feel called out. (laughs) (laughs) Was our uh, dear author of the outline wrong? No, but (laughs) I take opposition. (laughs) I also disagree with the death penalty, but... Oh, this this class is biased, too, because uh, he's knocked out. So we're getting the dream morality class where everyone's upside down. And it's like, hey, here's the death penalty. What is the value of one human life? When do we kill a person? And it's just like, is it for one? That doesn't seem fair. In our country, we have three people gives you the death penalty. I think it should be for one. And the entire class is yelling out numbers, but most of them are one. And I'm like, okay. 
a life is equal to a life. And I'm like, I get where this is going. And then the teacher says, you see, I don't think anyone would object to a person who's killed 100 million people should get the death penalty. And me being my contrarian self's going like, well, it's not about the number of people. It's about the like level of the punishment. You're really not accomplishing it. Your goal's kind of fallen apart here, but you're just ascribing a numerical value to it for some reason. But mm. whatever. I guess if there were a hundred million people on Earth, I my concern would be that one person is allowed to kill that many people. Like, what is happening in that situation? <laughs> whatever. It ends with little girl and little girl, but with Hotline Miami mask, saying, <laughs> if, if two people work together to kill one, what do you do? Should they split the punishment nicely? Or do you give the death penalty to two people for the death of one? That doesn't seem very equal. As, he, as the boy wakes up. The boy wakes up in bed, unharmed. Yes, was it all the dream? Or Maybe. did two people commit the murder? Inception. Uh -huh. Yes, my brain just started to like explode at this point. <laughs> what are you this, this chapter was where I really clicked in. I'm like, oh, this manga's getting weird. Mm -hmm. I'm still with it at this point. Yes. I'm still like, okay, manga, you're getting weird, but I'm about it. Let's keep going. Oh, but yeah, he wakes up. His uh, collarbone is completely healed, and he's like, oh well, like it broke in the dream so like i something's gotta be i i guess that had to have been a dream but it yeah. felt so real mm -hmm. it all and felt then so real and then girl is just like hey pose nude for my art <laughs> also this painting's gonna be called nude boy r18 and i'm like well this yes, is never this... getting published in english <laughs> <laughs> no we know we're in a dream right i don't dream of that jay but you know you do you but uh we have we have a page of just a whole bunch of text bubbles is likely a dream. I suspected it, but I have to come to a conclusion. And it seems like these are all different thought bubbles coming from boy, but I think it's actually a mix of boy and girls, various thought bubbles, because it it starts drifting more and more towards thinking empirically about the disease. And at the end, it's like the disease we have contracted page turn. Uh as long as we have a disease where we will definitely die at 12 years old, we will definitely not die until we are 12 years old. Oh my god, the, the manga goes on this <laughs> tirade, and for the longest time I had no idea what they meant. <laughs> yes, it means it's a brain twister. <laughs> well, it's because it's, it's introduced to us as they have determined that this illness kill and... This basically gets fully revealed in the next chapter where they introduce a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh villains, but um, <laughs> they, they, I also take offense. But again, you're not wrong. But like the main thing is because the, they call this conference of all these villain doctors and they all have their faces blanked out and they're all talking to each other and they're all just like, ah, yes, so this entire hospital was built around the girl. No one's surprised by that at this point. Don't you know that this girl is the secret? And they're like, what? This, this illness kills you at age 12. That means you can't die until age 12. And I'm like, that makes no sense. No one said that second part. You're just kind of assuming that. <laughs> That's a weird... I, I, yeah, I mean, like, oh, man, you don't get your driver's license until age 16. I bet that means no one under the age of 16 can operate a car. Like, what? <laughs> Are, 
uh jay what what are what's the like uh evil squad of uh soul reapers from uh the soul society arc of bleach evil squad of soul reapers you mean like legit the antagonist squad i should say great job gang because you mean the wrong cards they do not belong in I'm just saying. Yes. I'm just saying. The the Doctor Conference are introduced like that, but they've all got the script about faces. I I love how there's one like speech bubble that I don't remember who it's from, but it's like we all look like villains, and I'm like, yeah, you're, <laughs> yes, you do. They are. Aware. I think it's, I think it's Devil Horns guy's assistant. Yeah. No, it was Double Horde's guy that said that, and then his assistant was like, I mean, you're the pot calling the kettle black here, and he's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, what? we were having a, a secret meeting, and I just said, hey, let's stay up as, as, like, villains, extra villains. You know what you're but doing. Like, the main point of this is they are talking about how this illness is the secret to immortality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because someone does not understand cause and effect. this group of super genius doctors who are not as smart as little girl they say she is not she is a a genius and when she's an adult she'll be smarter than everyone in the room actually scratch that she's probably already smarter than everyone in the room and then even though her face is blurred out the chinese racial caricature um (laughs) Uh decides to go i'm actually the smartest and he goes no, you're right. You're probably smarter than her currently, but because mm-hmm. she got the, the Chun-Li buns and yeah. um, yep. that's what that means. <laughs> or the rest of her brain are. This disease is already explicitly very supernatural with its ability to blur out identifying information and make you vomit cloth. So, yeah, no, we're so deep into dream logic in this at this point. Rendering you physically immortal until your timer runs out. I I guess the problem is I don't know. They explain it, so I'm not upset after reading this. But while reading this, I'm like, I d- did I miss something? When did they explicitly say these magic rules? And so, then as I'm complaining about this, literally the next chapter, they introduce, yeah, no, that's dumb, right? Isn't that weird? And I'm like, oh, shit, well, you got me. <laughs> yeah. No, I honestly, I think. Especially because it's not super clear whether or not boy getting pushed down the escalator actually happened or if it was a dream because this entire thing is dream logic all the way down. I think it's supposed to actually be like, is that true or are they idiots? Like, like there is a level of mystery on whether or not that's true, because if that's true, then boy's primary motivation of killing girl literally can't happen before the timer runs out. Mm hmm. But it does explain why Doc is trying to get him to murder girl. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's very much the case where I think that that's supposed to be confusing. Also, the other main takeaway was um, everyone accuses. This never gets confirmed, but in such a way that it's obviously what happened. Um, everyone's saying, hey, Doc, it sure is weird that within like two months of girl developing disease, you found another person with the disease. Did you just infect boy with disease? No, why would you say I did that? Hey, here are two new victims. Yeah, we also found two new victims. Um, oh, it's little prince and or it's it's uh, princess and and I think it's like small child. Something mm. sexist. 
<laughs> Young child and princess. I, I do appreciate how the speech bubbles were covering their faces. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but, uh, hey, we, we've got these uh, we've got these new kids. We may as well introduce them to these sick kids. Yes, because they'll be around for a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's why their faces were covered, because there's going to be the reveal of who the other two characters in this manga are. We need more characters. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> So, meanwhile, a uh, girl is carving death masks because she's like, I'm going to die with a smile. But here, what if I made this supremely ugly mask? Because I can, which is yep. almost all of her motivation. Yes. Uh -huh. Well, it's it's because I love her explanation, which is, um, of course, I'm going to have a smiling, happy face on my deathbed. So I thought I'd need something, you know, to show a range of emotions. I'm going to be so cute and pretty. I need something ugly and sad. <laughs> uh-huh. But it's like, oh, hey, yeah, we have our, uh, we have those new uh, patients. So let's meet our co-highs. Uh, picture of uh, our two uh, boy and girl with their faces revealed and then cut to their faces are blank. <laughs> They're faking it. They're faking it. Imposters. <laughs> I love the expression. And little girl's face. Boy, boy looks over like, huh, is does she see that too? And just, I don't know how to describe the expression on her face, other than like contemptuous disgust. <laughs> it, I, that's not powerful enough. It's like divine contempt. This is like God Himself going, ugh. <laughs> and then immediately puts on a smile. Uh, yeah, it's so good to hear that. Anyway, welcome to welcome to the crew. Let's all live. Uh, let's all get along until our deaths. These two six year old children are faking it. <laughs> yep. At which point, uh, I mean, boy and girl having a conversation and, and eventually it turns to uh, girl saying, eh, well, they'll die soon anyway. So it's not that big of a deal. But <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Do you want to back that up a little bit? Uh, no, we're not bringing it up a little bit. But yeah, so uh, girl would... sends boy to go and then back to her room so that they can all talk about, you know, mm -hmm. the fact that they're fakers. Although I do want to point out really quick. It was at it was just before boy leaves that I had decided to lock in my guess on what this was. I was wrong, by the way. <laughs> But I, I want to admit that I was wrong. I thought that uh, this was going to eat, play out in one of two ways. Either this disease was going to unlock immortality or physical immortality until the timer runs out. And it was to create like a race of super elites that would wipe out the rest of humanity. Or it was to create the ultimate torture method for uh, pariahs. I have no mouth and I must scream. Unable to <laughs> physically die tormented by faceless demons. By this point, I thought he was a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Explain that. Can you unpack that, Jacob? Because he deeply loathes you and is constantly thinking about killing you, but is completely non-threatening and actually also kind of loves you. Uh, it's just a cat. Meanwhile, I'm at this point going like, why would they send him off to look for anything? He can't possibly have a sense of direction. <laughs> yeah. He he's uh, struggling with his killing intent as he goes to find little uh, young child and princess and he walks into the room. And, and I, I got to just say, I in our promise Neverland chapter, I applauded how like much they put into young child death 
Man, I wish I'd read this first. Holy crap. <laughs> uh, yes. We're on a roll, uh, guys. We're on a roll. There, there is there is three solid pages dedicated to dead six-year-olds. Not peacefully with a flower in their chest. Brutalized yeah. six-year-olds. Uh-huh. Guys, go, 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 like child them. murder. Oh. Oh, the, oh, they just hanged themselves. They committed suicide. Why are they dripping blood? Why are they covered in bruises? Suicide. They were suicided. Shut up. But uh, importantly, boy can see their faces now that they are corpses. Because Aha. you don't have any personality when you are dead. Mm. Surprise. Wait a second. If I'm dead and I don't have a personality then trying to achieve fame after death is worthless. Oh, man, maybe I've been living for murdering this girl as some kind of weird, like, that's not going to bring me happiness. You know what would bring me happiness? Enjoying the time I have left. Oh, wait, no, wanting to murder her was the only thing keeping me from loving her. <laughs> doki doki. I'm in love with her now, and now I can't see her face or discern her words. She's scribbled out too. And he falls back into the habit of just saying platitudes to keep the conversation going. Which is really unfortunate because her next art project is a coloring or a, a picture book of the abuse she suffered from her parents as a child. Yeah, and it the uh it is titled the autobiography of child abuse art or something like that. <laughs> and there are several times when the the cover is prominently displayed and just right there <laughs> on the manga bald faced it goes child abuse art. <laughs> like, yes, manga, I realized that's what you are. Oh, but uh unfortunately, um he needs someone to talk to about this, but he you can't talk to her because you obviously don't tell the girl you have feelings for anything about yourself. That's a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. um. <laughs> eleven. Yep, yeah, yeah, eleven. Well, um, not besides. a sleep human. <laughs> and besides, she's just a blank-faced no individual anymore. <laughs> Why bother? Yep. So he's got to talk to somebody. He doesn't trust Doku, so he's got to talk to literally anybody else. Except he can't tell anybody apart, so basically everybody could be Doku. This is a plot point! And then someone <laughs> comes out from behind a pillar to talk to him, and it's one of the Yu-Gi-Oh! villains. <laughs> and the only time one of these villains does anything meaningful in this entire plot, he goes, Hey, kid, what are you murmuring about? And he goes, wait, hold on. Some random person approaching me is like 90% Doku. I'm better off picking a random person in the crowd. Uh-huh. I'll just talk to this guy, and it's Doku. It's Doku. We are all Doku. Well, um, <laughs> we I are all Doku. <laughs> I'm Doku. He's Doku. She's Doku. Are there any other Dokus I should know about? But uh, basically, Doku's telling him, hey, yeah, sorry to tell you this. Uh, we don't know a lot about this disease, but yours might just be progressing at a faster rate. So you are now forgetting her. Um, so I guess we're not going to be achieving any like meaningful results from you two being in the same room together. So we're going to just separate you for both of your health and safety. 
oh, well, then I can at least see her face after she's dead. Oh, no, she's being dissected for parts the second she dies. You are literally never going to see her again. Unless I mean, you were there when she died. So so I can I can be there. I can, like, be at her bedside when she dies. No, we're not allowing that. You would need to kill her yourself. Before she dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on, random doctor. You're sounding a lot like Daku. <laughs> At which point he runs away. <laughs> and Doku starts soliloquying. <laughs> now like, that I've played all my cards. <laughs> now that I've played all of my Yu-Gi-Oh cards, because let's be honest, Doku is a Yu-Gi-Oh villain too. It would totally be a Yu-Gi-Oh plot line that Yugi had to run into a crowd of people to pick one person to duel. And they were all a shadow. They were all the same person. <laughs> there is no such thing as a special person or a person with individuality in the end humans are all alike be it their looks or personality there is no individuality doku says to the room of dokus <laughs> my 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 going theory is every person in this hospital that isn't the crowd of anime villains is a disguised doku until i hear differently yes. i believe that uh, honestly i'm operating under that assumption are there any mm -hmm. other envies i should know about <laughs> Uh, everyone is Doku. Uh, everyone is Envy. Yeah. And and everything is fine because that's the next chapter that we get. <laughs> oh, him standing in the sunflower field of skulls. <laughs> he he. So specifically, what he does is he steals her child abuse like journal that is a picture book and puts it under his pillow explicitly so he can have a bad dream. Mm hmm. And then this manga just goes off the rails, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. So somebody in an Everything is Fine mask tells him, you're going to go to the philosophy class, right? You're going the wrong way. Go through this ominous door, Denji. <laughs> Explicitly, it is a woman with a rabbit head, like a, yeah. a mascot rabbit head. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like I, a full I, mascot I know, rabbit head. I know why you say it's an Everything is Fine mask, but that, that is still straight out of Hotline Miami to me. <laughs> Whoops, it was the wrong room. This is the meeting room uh, to decide next year's individuality. Uh-huh, <laughs> where individuality is decided by committee. And this is the point where I went, okay, is this like a metatextual like yes. criticism? <laughs> is, this, is this a metatextual criticism of the way that committees decide trends in popular culture, in this case, probably particularly manga? It's the first thing they're talking about is, hey, this year, how about we just do another isekai? That's boring. We should make it unique. What if he isekais a demon? That's too unique. What if he isekais into kind of a demon? Perfect. Are we really <laughs> drawing this out of the well? You're right. No one cares what we did last year. Energetic, youthful protagonist who loves justice. And I'm like, oh, manga. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And Criticize isekai in the manga and every genre of manga. And I don't know if this is particularly relevant, but one of the committee members has Android 18's hair. <laughs> <laughs> All along. Anyway, let's cross over the let's cross over the the pen lake. Oh, uh, nope, this isn't the the morality classroom. This is the graveyard. People send their personalities to die <laughs> when they become adults. <laughs> And so uh, finally, a uh, rabbit mask person is like, here, here's the way to the individuality classroom. The gravestone marked the boy who infect uh, the boy infected with an immortal disease. 
and he just doesn't care and goes in because he's done with all of this. Hey, kid, I know you're done with exposition, but I want you to know completely without any justification or anything. I'm an arsonist and I like setting things on fire. Oh, cool. That means I'm little girl's mom. Also, here's the murderer who wrote that book you like. I know that that was hinted at, but we're now going to talk as if that was confirmed. <laughs> mm -hmm. And oh boy, it's little girl's father who has a, it came from the Black Lagoon mask. <laughs> that, yeah, that, it is such to the point, I'm pretty sure if you publish this in uh, English, you would get a copyright violation from Universal, because um, that is just the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, well, uh, hopefully he'll be able to carry out the murder we couldn't. But uh, he finds his way into morality class, and the theme for the last lesson is when is it acceptable? To, what is an acceptable reason to kill someone? Except little boy is the only one in the room. Yep. All right. I want you to think real hard about this. Answer in the form of a four coma. I love this. I love this so much. <laughs> Me too. Because I love, I love the bias of the teacher. <laughs> yep. The only one that she doesn't just like dismiss out of hand is self-defense. And she's like, okay. Well, what if they're really in pain and are asking me to do it? Nope, their consent means nothing. <laughs> euthanasia there requires rules for euthanasia. That's just doc uh, doctor assisted suicide. You're not a doctor. Well, what if I want the girl I like to be happy? Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and notably, not in the form of a four coma. That is just him upside down. The girl I, I want the girl I like to be happy, so I want to kill her. Uh, the teacher does the okay sign. <laughs> and notably says something that's uh, blanked out, at which point a uh, boy wakes up. Uh-huh. Makes his way through the hallway, and um, we get possibly the biggest F.U. to readers, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> Because it's literally just a bunch of people in the hallway complaining, the manga. <laughs> complaining about how the concept of a main character who wants to murder a little girl is unredeemable and isn't something I would enjoy reading. I'd prefer it if it was cliche and happy. And I'm like, yes, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, this has big the press circuit in Chainsaw Man energy <laughs> when they're doing the man on the street interviews. <laughs> Really, I'd say that if he's got, it seems like you're really just promoting murder. I'd be worried about the effect that has on the reader. And then he just starts talk because this makes no sense within the context that they because he's hearing them thinking and is talking to them. Mm -hmm. So it's like he then goes, you have to understand. There is no way you'll understand. That's the little boy for you. That's what individuality is. I'm making a choice you don't like, and I'm going to kill her. Mm hmm. It doesn't matter if you understand it or not, because that is th my true individuality. And cut to the thing from the opening of him driving a pair of scissors through her heart and bawling his eyes out covered in blood and her smiling as she dies. And I was so prepared for this to be Shodan Shoujo's classic, like, this Fake is out. real nonsense. Nope. <laughs> it actually next, did happen. Next chapter, he's in a jail cell. <laughs> Yep. All right. If you kill people, you'll get caught. <laughs> I love that panel. I, I am saving this panel for literally any use because this is amazing. It's just an actual look of being legitimately shocked. Oh, right. If you kill people, you get caught. You can post that for anything that uh, any of us do in D&D. &D. Anything. Anything. Yep.
This oh wait, is, there are consequences? Crap. <laughs> this this is people die when they're killed tier. Amazing. <laughs> just univer universal applicability. <laughs> oh my god. And then Doku comes to visit him in jail and he's just like, yep, so you murdered her. What are you gonna do? There's a bunch of criminals who kill people each and every day. You know how little the average person gives like a crap about that? They don't. You're a footnote. You are a symptom of a bad society. You are going to be forgotten. Do you want me to put the news on my iPad as we go through a bunch of people talking about what your murder was to them? They don't care. And it's literally a montage of people saying things that don't actually relate to him. They use uh -huh. his crime as justification for beliefs they already had. So it's like no one's yep. actually paying attention. They're all platitudes that everyone says in every news interview after every tragedy. There isn't even anything identifiable that they are referring to that particular murder. Around another 20 hours of this video. Would you like to watch it all? No. As Doc is breaking apart the, the like, tablet in their hands. Congratulations, you are not unique. Uh, also, uh, you failed. <laughs> you aren't actually the one that killed her. She was already dead. Somehow. Also, I'm going to do a little monologue about some backstory that we're never going to get into. Um, so the little girl's parents, you know how they were a serial killer and an arsonist? They tried to kill her and failed just like you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were professional killers and arsonists. Because women can't be serial killers, I guess. Um, <laughs> God damn it, Japan. I, yeah, that's not touching nah, that. that. Weird. Um, but like, yeah, they were professionals. So uh, if they couldn't kill her, I don't know what you thought you were doing. Mm -hmm. But uh, and and there's the cut back to the the first night when he tried to drive the chisel through her heart. And uh, it's like, Mama, Papa, please stop. And then we get the panel after that of what she said next, which was, it's just wasted effort. Which recontextualizes him being, uh, him cowering in the corner now, doesn't it? Yeah. It also recontextualized him trying to remember that scene and it was blacked out. So it's like, oh, but uh, then he's just like, so Doc, hey, you want to know why they trained for years in the mountains to be super good at killing an arson to kill their daughter and then still failed? It's because this is what she was like as a child. And that's a bunch of home movies of her doing art. And it's like, yeah, while I was doing art, I basically found out, you know, the heliocentric model of the universe. It's basically wrong. Here's how it works. The periodic table, minor adjustment. Turns out the nucleus. And it's like, I love how all of these scientific things stop just short of what you could possibly be. <laughs> like, uh -huh. Yeah. Universal gravitation doesn't exist. There's actually a different force affecting objects. And, and that is, and I was just like, did she figure out like empirical proof of God or something? And I'm like, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what she like, figured out. Well, hold on. The gravitational one at least makes sense because that's the kind of thing of like, oh, well, maybe gravity isn't all encompassing among all levels. Because there's the weird thing that physics works differently on the micro level. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Like, that's what they're referencing. And I'm like, okay, that's a thing. 
And then the other three make no sense. It's just yep. like, what if the periodic the table was ordered different? I'm like, it's literally ordered by the number, but sure, why not? The wavelength to which humans can tell communicate telepathically is the method to double the speed of light. With the with this probability theory, we can predict the future. I wrote an AI program that can generate literature by itself. And, and I'm also just pointing out, like, yeah, AI bad. No, it can't help nobody. We got to kill this little girl. And I'm like, good. You predicted modern internet culture. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. And it's like this little girl was such a universal, all-powerful polymath. She would fundamentally shatter the nature of society and humanity's comprehension of their place in the universe. More importantly, society can't allow women to succeed. <laughs> She was such a threat to the status quo of the entirety of Earth that she needed to be put down. But she knew they would do this, which is why she made the immortal disease. <laughs> which, in all honesty, that's pretty well foreshadowed. That and one other twist are really well foreshadowed. And also, I love how Doc's at this point, there's a full two-panel spread. So like, you know how we were talking earlier, how that disease will kill you at 12? What a weird thing for us to know, right? Unless we've been trying to kill her and it hasn't been working because she's destined to die at 12. Huh? 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 See, it makes sense now. And I'm like, okay, manga, you got me. I jumped <laughs> the gun. <Yeah. laughs> also, I do appreciate that you're like holding up little girl as the epitome of being an individual to the point that she's so much of an individual it invalidates everyone else's individuality like that's really cool that's why she's a threat because she's so good at everything it makes everyone else's accomplishments worthless yes and if and even if you kill her she won't die <laughs> Because she can't die until she's 12 because she needs to die young because artists that die young are better artists, which is a <laughs> quote from her from earlier in the manga. Yep. <laughs> Except she didn't actually die at 12. She died like. What, like two days before 11 years, 11 months and like 25 days or something. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, what what has happened is the entire time he said you didn't kill the little girl, and that allowed little boy to be like, oh, she's fine. And then it it double dips into the reveal, and I love it so much because we get an we get literally the exact same panel as before, but all the lines are even dirtier, and it's just like, no, you didn't kill her because she died before you could kill her. What? You stabbed a corpse. <laughs> what? Uh, yes. Because uh, someone else killed her before you is explicitly what he says. So now it's a murder mystery to figure out who killed her, I guess. And I got to team up with Doku so that we can track down the Yu-Gi-Oh villains that did this and figure out which one of them killed her. And also there's her mom and dad who got out of jail. And then the monster that became as a combination of the two of them. Also, you remember that cultist Sam was real upset for appearing in the beginning. He's part of a big old organization called the. Well, actually, it would be really cool if that happened, but no. And I'm like, <laughs> rad. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. Okay, that was good. <laughs> that was. I loved that so much. I was. I was extremely angry, but I respected it. 
And yep. you know what? I think that's what the monk that's what the monk has been trying to do this entire time. Well, because this entire bit is him going like, that's the plot of a stupid drama. I'm just going to continue living my in a hospital life. And he's just getting his checkup from doctors. He's doing some art on his own. He's just passing the year he has left. Mm -hmm. uh, this is also where we learn that he uh, he's two months younger. So that is montaging to it's not clear, but time is weird at this point presumably his death day where uh he's like okay wait a second that that nude painting of me has to go i'm destroying this before <laughs> also we we get a weird we get some weird cleanup from doc i'm just mentioning this because it's just kind of offhandedly mentioned hey by the way you know those two kids who were faking it they were killed for experiments to test their mortality um don't think about it too much we're moving on and i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> He's like, our birthdays are actually exactly one month apart. She was born on 14th March. I was born on 14th April. That's anyway. cute. I, I'm calling this right now. That was decided in this chapter. Yes. <laughs> that was not decided beforehand. Uh, I, I will say, there's a chance that this manga was originally intended to be longer. I personally think the length that it is is perfect for what it is, but uh, there may have been some plot lines excised. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think to the benefit of the story overall, but I like I like how he he had that like that sort of ego death moment of being like, wait a minute, fame after you die doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't matter what people think of you after you die, you're dead. And he's still like, OK, but I can't leave this nude painting behind. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to get rid of, I, I need to get rid of that <laughs> he's he's like i know this is hypocritical but i don't care i'm dying today i'm doing this <laughs> uh-huh oh shit, i tore the painting oh shit, i'm tearing away more of the painting oh shit, there's a cd in there i'm going to go to the Yu-Gi-Oh villain conference room to watch it <laughs> and of course oh. it's little girl also the nurses brought me a congratulations for dying cake <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we get little girl explaining the plot in multiple choice form. Oh, I love <laughs> she gives a multiple choice answer for, hey, so do you want to know who killed me? It could be a I did it as some kind of weird form of suicide Two, my parents came back into the picture. Three Doku, because I know you've been talking to him. We're just going to brush that over right now. Uh, that whole nonsense. Or four, oh, Doku was my actually my second personality as well. <laughs> yeah, that's a major plot point. But yeah, because that's actually not part of the multiple choice. She just reveals. By the way, the doctor was my other personality. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and then, or it was you, and someone did some weird shenanigans to make you forget killing me. And I'm like, hold, hold on, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm just going to tell you who the real culprit is. It's turn off the <laughs> or no, no, no. It's um, how would you like a cure for the disease? Huh? Yeah, I, I uh, going back to something I mentioned before, the culprit actually being girl at like she she uh, like ended herself early was actually the other really heavily foreshadowed twist. And then it gives you B, C and D. Yeah. Uh -huh. Which and aren't far off either is the thing they're, yeah mm -hmm. they're frankly equally as likely but she's like and what if there was a cure to the disease nah, there isn't like, one there isn't one i would have used it on myself if there was she keeps going back and forth between okay let's get back to the point and then she says something outrageous 
Uh, actually, I was just kidding. Let's get away from the point and get back to jokes. And then says something serious. And she just keeps going back and forth. Hey, if there was a way for you to bring me back to life, would you do it? And then little boy's just like, is everything so far been a lie? (laughs) (laughs) And I love his reaction to that. Yeah, it's like, if I told you there was a way to bring me back to life, what would you do? He immediately turns off the uh, <laughs> the, the screen. Doku is there. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, uh, why don't you watch it to the uh, uh, to the end? Maybe there really is a way to bring her back. And I f-ing love boy's reaction to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if uh, if there actually was a way to bring her back and I didn't do it, it would be the same as killing her, wouldn't it? Yeah. I guess you won the manga, kid. <laughs> here, here is your incredibly extra coffin. <laughs> Congratulations, you done it. Also, um, I just want this to be a part of a living will. Uh, anyone in the over manga cast fi- fandom, when I die, I want this coffin. <laughs> you know what? Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor really does the SpongeBob bit of okay, get in. <laughs> <laughs> yep, let's die. Which um, I guess the hospital controls site. <laughs> sure. We're we're getting close to the end where I can get into my theory about all of this, so uh Well basically what happens is we get a whole bunch of the emotions of each of them showing off emotions, which maybe just to fill page count? I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, there's a whole thing about um, in the interview with the artist, they said like one of the main like themes of this is showing expression because everyone else has their face blacked out. So really the expressions of the main characters is the only thing showing emotion in the story. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely meaning to like having the emotion thing at the end, but I don't know. I don't have a theory. It just feels like it probably means something. Mm -hmm. And then we get a sometime later, somebody else has uh, has uh, contracted the disease. Only incredibly self-conscious people get it. Do do we want to point out that this little girl looks like a weird combination of the two main characters? Yes. Yes. That might have been on purpose. I couldn't figure out yes or no. I don't. I don't. I think it's. I think it's just thematic because I think the whole thing is like, if you've got his version of the disease, you have a very morose outlook. Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, The disease uh, was actually cured. Yamai disease uh, named after the two people who had it, who have the exact same name. And we get their, uh, their exactly identical names revealed. Yamai show. Yeah. So it's that the last name is very common, and I think it even says it's spelled with different kanji. Mm-hmm. So it's just coincidental that they're homophones. Yes. Yeah, they just conveniently have the exact same name, and they never found out why. Yep. And I dig it. And then there's the epilogue. The epilogue, I'm going to be honest, I did not feel was necessary, but I it exists, so we go through it. Um, uh, the epilogue is actually where my theory most uh, mostly got solidified, actually. So. The I, epilogue, where the Bleach Yu-Gi-Oh! villain council get their faces revealed. I was about to say, the epilogue that probably mostly exists, because we put the work into this character designs, they're showing up. <laughs> The gym teacher, philosophy teacher, also uh, has a different expression in literally every panel she's in. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And it's, uh, liter it's literally the villains just asking questions about the plot as if they're in a Q&A with the mangaka. <laughs> yeah. I love Onihorn, man. His, his, his jaw is so sharp. And the explanation given is not being able to identify things is like not having uh, antibodies. So uh, you can just get infinite organ transplants and that's why they're indestructible. So it's not that they're indestructible. It's that they can just easily get medical care. Which doesn't make any sense, but no, we'll and I'm, it, it's just some dumb science explanation for the magic disease they made, and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I'll get to that bit because the sort of important part is the teacher then explains what happens in the end. Uh, the girl died of choosing not to get a heart transplant because she wanted to die in her terms, and the boy died of old age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. Uh, it's weird how they explain that, though. It's because the medical definition is your cells rebuild every 12 years. Mm -hmm. So if your cells aren't rebuilding, they rapidly deteriorate. So they die of old age 12. Yeah. But the thing is, but here's the important bit. She then starts to rapidly age, and so do all the Yu-Gi-Oh! Bleach villains until they are skeletons. And then it cuts to the filming of uh, the videotape at the end, where this seems to be the most honest scene in the manga. We This is where it is confirmed that Doku, yes, is another version of Girl, because they, they say that to each other, like, you know, not to anyone else. Also that he's her older brother. <laughs> yes, yes, I don't know if that was, like, supposed to be, like, colloquially, or they meant, like, literally, I don't know. If everyone's just close of each other, I don't know. However, everything played out as a uh, girl intended, which is how the manga ends. So uh, <laughs> we gotta get to those theories eventually. Uh, so uh, discussion questions. <laughs> Favorite character? Doku. <laughs> it's Doku. Yeah, me. that's fair. I, I liked the mom, if I'm going to pick a weird <laughs> pick, because she also <laughs> appears for a little bit. Um, Interesting. No, uh, uh, little boy, obviously. Like, little boy is a mood. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how we talk about favorite character here. I'm gonna be honest. Like, yeah. Um. Well. Uh. Uh. Jay, how about you? So I want to say Doku, but I, don't, I. I was morally perplexed by this whole thing. So I'm like, I don't even know if I can say I have a favorite character. I mean, fair point. All the people in this are awful, so picking a favorite's kind of, like, none of these people deserve happiness. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. So that just leaves me, and my favorite character is actually tied into my theory. If you twisted my arm and say favorite character, I would say girl, because I feel that she had the most range of all of the characters, but that is, strictly speaking, not my favorite character, but we'll get into that in a bit. Right. Yeah, we going in straight into the bunny imagery or theories or, or yeah. yeah. Do we want to do do we want to do the bunny imagery or do we want to just roll that into theories? I, I can. I, uh, yeah, I can just roll it into theories. OK. Yeah, I get. I mean, yeah, we so. I just added it because it was something that I just couldn't get past. I'm like, is this supposed to be meaning something or what? Yeah, I, right. I, I've got a theory about the bunnies if we want to talk about that exact. I think it's supposed to be like rabbits are used as like medical test subjects maybe so the hmm. fact that they're like guinea pigs but like 
guinea pig pig would be too on the nose or they also use rabbits more often than guinea pigs in other cultures so i don't want to assume that oh that's true too then why not mites uh because bunnies are cuter and are used for like more human-centric things like debatable they use they use mice now because it's a little more humane because I guess small things can't feel pain. I don't. Other people decide this, but like I, I think yeah. it's their test subjects. Like medical test subjects, um, the only real mm. vibe we get with rabbits is the mom has a rabbit mask, but that's only when she's leading him in through like the meadow, like Alice in Wonderland, follow the rabbit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where I was kind of leaning. It's yeah, that too. Um, then there's like the dark rabbit that pushed him down the stairs. And yep. then the one weird thing of um there's a chapter cover where it's a line of people all wearing her cloak wearing the rabbit mask. Um, I honestly don't know what to make of that, other than it's implying that the entire hospital is like working under her sway. Which I would kind believe. of yeah, like she I, is a villain. <laughs> They all kind of are. Everyone's a villain. This kid's just an asshole. And I, I think considering that the manga kind of says that the disease is like a whole metaphor for like how they kind of do a weird thing in the beginning where they say like it strips individuality because that's what medical care does is it treats everybody like blank slates kind of and then goes on a weird the weird thing about antibodies i didn't like and i didn't like that they spent half the chapter explaining a theory that made no sense but i I also typically don't like epilogues and things like this mm, yeah but um yeah that that's my vibe so, as we were going through this discussion i had this half-baked idea that's starting to form particularly after jake mentioned that doku is uh it rhymes with boku for i and it became and like Doku is an aspect of little girl who is this like unkillable, omnipowerful thing. And it kind of got me thinking about Sun Wukong, yeah. who, who is who in in the enlightenment metaphor that is the journey to the West, Sun Wukong is supposed to be representative of the human mind, extremely powerful, but undisciplined. The fact that, like, Doku keeps pushing boy to kill girl, and she's so bright and cheery, and he's so dark and gloomy, yet they're basically the same. I I, I don't know. It, it felt like some sort of internal psychological conflict. Like, I, I don't know enough about psychology to talk intelligently about this. I had weird ideas about, like, ego and superego, or, like, the young Yin shadow. I don't know enough about any of this. Duality of mankind. Duality of mankind. I don't know enough about any of this to make a cohesive theory, but it really just felt like an internal, an extended metaphor for an internal psychological struggle. So is Doc intrusive thoughts? <laughs> Conveniently, Sam will be forming these opinions under the thing he is qualified for, the hour-long video essay on YouTube. Nah. <laughs> uh, so, Sam, it's, it's funny you should go on that tangent because uh, I'll, I'll get into my theory now. There is only one character in this manga, and we never actually see them. The narrator? The entire story is one person's own internal life. They are all the mind of one character who's, who's going huh. through a, a period of flux in their life. Huh. Huh. Because doesn't that explain a lot of the weird incongruities? 
And one of the big things that tipped me off to this idea is the characters who are like outside of the story, but still affected by uh, boys like censorship until he dies. They all die of old age, too, because they're parts of this unseen main character's mind, too. Okay. I can get it. I'm not sure I subscribe to it, but it makes I, I yeah, can yeah, see that's, going with it. Yeah, that's the that's the read I went with. Uh the thing that's sort of like, oh, wait a second, Doku, who is like always omnipresent and always pushing our air quotes protagonist towards doing the plot is Dr. Boku is me. Like that's his motivation. That's the motivation of the protagonist. And I mean, like, honestly, I read this pretty quickly. I didn't read it deeply and I didn't do any like supplementary research. So I'm going to propose something stupid we're probably not going to do, but I'm going to at least throw it out there. I think that there is a lot more to this manga than meets the eye, which almost feels like reductive to say out loud. But I wonder if we should at some point in the distant future, like not even a year from now, but like more than that, if we're still going, which hopefully we will be and revisit this and see if we can see more. Mm. Because I feel like subsequent reads of this, the more times you read this, the more you'll notice. There are so many things like the fact that uh, Doku used the blonde nurse disguise twice, you know, or, or yeah. recontextualizing boy being cowering in the corner after attempting to uh, kill girl in her sleep. I mean, there's the whole thing about how on the second read, I re like you can see girl after she well, because we re get revealed in the epilogue, basically, that um, when he fell in love with her, he could no longer see her face because they were no longer equals. He viewed her as a partner, as like a, a, he saw her as a woman. Yeah. Which differentiated them enough that that was an identifying characteristic. They, so he no longer saw it. They were no longer the same person. Which meant we then got contextualized fully that when she saw him surprise her, she saw him as a romantic partner and that changed something in their relationship so that they couldn't be equals anymore. And she and then couldn't understand him. So she'd been talking past him the whole time. And like, which even, if you know that. And like, even when they're having the conversation about the two kids, they're both having a pretty detailed conversation but neither of them are actually talking to the other. They're just both saying points that they're vaguely agreeing with. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, that kind of dives into my whole thing is that this definitely gets really meta. And there's a whole like rabbit metaphor of she is the rabbit that draws him into this weird like realm the, down the rabbit hole, of like analyzing what is the means of identity. And he gets drawn away from his normal hospital to this Wonderland hospital where, like, everything's on its edge. Everything's very meta. Like, there's a whole thing of, like, you aren't a good protagonist. <laughs> the manga definitely got canceled at one point, And one chapter, they were real salty about it. And I really appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. Like, one of the, like, that hallway we talked about was literally people complaining that what they would have preferred is a boring, normal protagonist. And then they're saying, like, our entire thesis statement is that things should be, no like, be allowed to be unique and on their own. And also that just being gory for the sake of being gory isn't a personality. We're trying to say something with this, like, macabre. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like a weird meta discussion on the nature of creating and like because her being an artist matters a lot yes yes because she's yeah. an artist she's speaking to a creation she has brought him in to be part of her creation which is this thing because that's the whole thing of like the doctors following her out of the operation room are like following her as if she's in charge too mm -hmm. like that's a whole thing yeah and you know in bringing her in bringing him in as part of the basically art project that she's doing she destroys his life she literally gets him killed and, and, like, so, and she also destroys his identity his life in a metaphorical sense his identity mm -hmm. becomes killing her Mm -hmm. And she even admits, like, in the epilogue, it literally ends with, I did this because I'm selfish and I need things to be about me, but that's who I am. And I'm like, yep, that, and that's yeah. great, because that's not a boring, generic, like, shonen protagonist who's like, I would do anything for love. And it's just, like, trite, and it doesn't mean anything when every single person is unique in that way. It's not unique anymore. Yeah, so mm -hmm. you've got these two very unique characters who are very unlikable because of it. But, like, the nature is that, like, should they really be that unlikable, or are you just conditioned to want the same thing over and over again? Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah, now that that's brought up, the, there's... Both of them are entirely characterized by their opposition. Uh, it, like, Boy is characterized by his misanthropy. He hates everybody else. He sees everyone else as, you know, blank-faced you know, losers, unworthy of his attention. And literally, he he wants to cut himself free from that in any way he possibly can. And when he sees an avenue for that, and then that avenue is threatened, he goes to kill the obstacle. Meanwhile, a uh, girl is basically the same. She was this uber genius, so much so she was a threat to uh, society by being such an extreme outsider. And she wanted to, I guess, manifest that in, <laughs> in this extremely elaborate suicide. There is one other theory element that this is honestly a big part of the reason why I'm suggesting we revisit a series we've already finished at some point in the far future. Um, hopefully when we all have more time, there is one other aspect of it that ties into my everything is going inside going on inside the head of a character we never see because this is, this is a crackpot theory, probably not authorial intent, but I, I had this train of thought and I want to, like, you know, get it out there in the world. There are three central characters to the story. There's boy, there's girl, and there's uh, Doku. We have a male character, female character, and an androgynous character, where the androgynous character is trying very hard to get the male character to kill the female character. This mm -hmm. is all representation of the internal mind. This could be read as a, a, a transgender narrative. Because a lot of times when people transition, it's referred to as your old self dying. And that would also mm. tie into the idea of the girl dies, but the boy dies of old age much later. Now, I don't know enough about, you know, transmedia to like be an authority on the subject. So like that's why I sort of prefaced it so heavily. You know, if we've got any trans listeners out there, go ahead and, you know, set me straight. But that's also a very interesting read on it. 
but like that was that when i started thinking about the idea of it being entirely inside the head i started noticing the really subtle gender element to the whole thing because when you only have three because it's like the 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 Yu-Gi-Oh bleach villain squad are the only other characters you could call characters and they're not really characters i suppose when, girls parents technically fall into that category i mean when you've got two characters named boy and girl for yeah. not to be vaguely about gender at all is kind of would unlikely. yeah yeah would boy be girl and thrown constantly into conflict by i yeah again uh, i don't know that's a, i think two words rhyming is a bit of a stretch for them yeah. to be I know, but I, I like that. Okay. I, I like that read personally, because the manga also points out that Doku, you know, the English version of Doc, uh, it uh, rhymes with, I, I believe it, the note says the Japanese word for poison. Yep. Yeah, because like, because like rhyming and homonyms are, are a common thing throughout this, too. Mm -hmm. Like it, it calls attention to so, that sort of thing. So the eye being poison, I don't know. It it's it's a it's a very thought provoking manga. I I said a lot that I I hate it, but that's just like I don't think I actually like hate it, like dislike it. I think like it it evoked a lot of emotion out of me. <laughs> it's very challenging, and yeah. and I, I I think actually one kind of cool thing is if you go with the it's in the character's head read like me, or if you go by the purely meta contextual read like Matt. In both cases, it's really it's really confrontational in a like smart and challenging way. You know, I mean, you know, we, we joked about this getting unrecommended, but man, thank you out there, uh, listener who, uh, recommended the, uh, this to us because <laughs> this is, this is really cool to experience and I kind of feel like, again, I don't know if we'll on the podcast go back to this one day, but I'm definitely going to come back to this, uh, story every now and again. And, you know, give it another once over, see what else I can notice. Jay, uh, did you have any theories? Mention them in first here, but nothing quite as Jacob. You kind of left me on that one. Let's let's be honest. Jacob dove into the weird end of the like diving board here, so feel feel free to have a more mundane take. I experienced brain melts during this, um, but in a good way. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really enjoy pieces that force you to think um, and kind of um, try to piece things to get together, like chronologically. And um, it was really interesting. And yeah, yeah. Like uh, yeah, and I guess everyone else has said their opinion of it. So yeah, I I really enjoyed this. In case this wasn't obvious i think i mentioned at the beginning this is very penguin drum and i love penguin drum like it starts off with like a normal story and then dives off the deep end and like i i think i've said earlier like there's a key part where it felt like this got canceled so they kind of just drove through oh nope we're going full meta because like mm -hmm. they definitely made all the doctor's designs as Dude. like to be something yeah yeah because like this is a shonen manga obviously you want to plan a way you can make it long running and i'm like oh cool you could have set up a mystery of who killed her and like i think the part where he goes like we could have had a bunch of cool adventures with doku and i'm like yeah that makes sense that was probably going to be a legit thing maybe if we uh, had time for 10 or 12 more adventures we could have <laughs> had a beach episode <laughs> <laughs> never forget what they took from us the thing that will be remain unnamed
Yep. But um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I kind of like when things get meta about that because there's a the whole thing about how he is an unlikable main character and that you should have gone with someone like happy who loves justice. Or we should have just made another isekai spoke deep to my soul of like, no, you should do something original. You should have original thought and do something with it. And don't just do things for shock value because that's not individual. That's just nonsense. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I, it's been a while since a manga has really spoken to my opinions on a deep level. And like, oh, the morality classroom of boy just sitting in the back going like, what if we don't kill someone or if we want to euthanize someone it's cool because we should be looking for their happiness not some weird concept of human life is an inherent value to i guess someone else and i'm like nope cool that's me in the back of the philosophy cast going like no i guess we're just gonna talk about what is the exact number of people it's okay to kill someone over that's yep the math answer to this question was what i wanted uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i think uh it wasn't something that I uh, clued into until uh, Matt mentioned it before we started recording. But um, uh, the idea that this got canceled, it is sort of the funny case where once he said that, like, oh, yeah, no, it totally did. But in a lot of ways, I think that might actually have been to the story's benefit, because I think it's just the perfect length to warp your mind just far enough to get you thinking without breaking you. <laughs> Considering a lot of what I loved was the like middle finger meta stuff that wouldn't have happened if it didn't get canceled. I'm also kind of thankful because I loved the like straight dive off the cliff near the end it got. Yeah, it's like scried. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it is like scried in that regard. Not going to renew us for a season two. You, I am <laughs> now my monster. Blah. <laughs> uh, I wish the scried mon manga wasn't utter complete trash oh Maybe well someday. um i guess in spite of what our uh, intro led you to believe we all kind of enjoyed this thank you everyone once again for tuning into the over manga cast as always you can find us on all your social medias where we are at over manga cast uh facebook twitter instagram uh, maybe if you can even get into twitter uh when this goes up we are also on youtube where you can like comment and subscribe our episodes uh there are on a two-week delay uh if you want to catch up on all of our episodes up to date you can go to overmangacast.com. Uh, you can also leave uh, comments there or, and reviews on your podcatcher of choice is also appreciated. Yep, we always appreciate them. Um, iTunes is great uh, just because that's the big one. But any form of review or message, we love hearing fan feedback. As obvious, we're doing a, recommendate, a recommended episode that was then unrecommended. But <laughs> hey, we did it anyway because we're masochists. Um, <laughs> but if you want to reach out directly, you can reach us uh, through overmongacast.com, as said earlier. But you can also email us uh, overmongacast at gmail.com, where we can take recommendations and do episodes like this. Um, and we all really enjoyed this, but uh, I'm I'm going to be honest. We need something a little easier on the brain. Um, so, uh, hey, hey guys, how about next week? We we do just a normal shonen. No weird shenanigans. Definitely no time travel. Let's not have any time travel yeah. involved at all. I can't I can't think too hard after uh, our last reading. Yeah. OK, what what's okay. on the list? So we're going to be reading. Tokyo Revengers chapters 1 through 12. I'll go get the aspirin. Who made this schedule? They're fired. Uh, I know nothing about the series. Good night, everybody. Wish us luck. <laughs> good night, everybody.
Good night. <laughs> you thought this was just a review, but little did you know, dear listener, it's you who wanted a generic manga podcast where they just lightly talk about everything. But didn't you know to be a unique manga podcast, you have to have weird bits at the end of the episode that you just completely ad-lib and you never do any fact-checking with your coworkers. You just make them listen to your unhinged rants because you are an individual and they're all f***ing morons. That's right, I'm making Sam censor me at the end end because that's what he is a sensor bleep has he been doing the scratchy sensor bleep this entire time now he does because i referenced it at the end that's what happens when you make meta your bit so so wait does that mean the four of us are all one person no because i disagreed no. with that interpretation <laughs> and i still do <laughs> uh, caught 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 <laughs>